Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Black Milk and it's been an interesting night for me and I want to discuss something really important and it's likely going to segue into a few other topics but I wanted to get into fearlessness and true emancipation true formlessness and as I've been doing my inner work and you know shaking up paradigms that I thought I would never shake up and disrupt like veganism and trying to stick to one thing one label one way even though I was disrupting that whole school of thought not even being aware of the fact that I was doing it all over again with my diet and my lifestyle and reprogramming myself or aligning with the same program that I despised under the guise of health and wellness and and enlightenment, right? I noticed something that we all kind of missed. When a person, quote unquote, wakes up and becomes aware of the state of the world and themselves and, you know, all those kinds of abstract things, the first thing that they want to do is shout it from the mountaintops, They want to tell everyone who's willing to listen. They want to enlighten. They want to teach. They want to share. They want to shit bully. You know, it it treads from one end of the spectrum to the other. And then we hear stories like they either get killed or silenced or whatever it have you. And at first I was like, they're going to try to stop us. They're going to try to kill us. They're going to try to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But then I realized that People like this aren't silenced because they're doing a great thing that needs to be stopped because wicked people want to get away with their evil doings. No, it's also not because they're doing something that's super right either, right? It's not a wrong or a right thing. It's a karmic thing. And realizations and awakenings and the breaking of patterns are severely karmic checkpoints and you cannot take people with you through those things those are self-initiated bloodline related things so when we get in our egos and we can become all self-righteous and empowered and feeling just a fragment of our collective power we want to take our whole families with us we want to take our partners with us we want to take our friends with us we want to take fucking strangers with us right and that goes against natural law People are to be initiated on their own terms. And it can become painful if you're deep in your ego to see somebody that's still in limbo. Someone that has not transcended the things that limit them to their mind. It, it can be painful if you still view life and existence through the lens of right and wrong. And pain and pleasure and good and evil, Right? But again, most of it is karmic. It's based off of cause and effect and the stipulations of how your consciousness has expressed itself in all dimensions, on all timelines, here and beyond, across dimensions, however you want to word it. It really doesn't even matter. But what matters is this. Getting back to who and what you are beyond your name and your purpose and your income and your status and your your motion, your activities, your duties. Knowing who you are beyond that 
it's it's self-motivated. You know, it's it's a discovery that you wake up every day and keep probing at. It's a pattern that you end up breaking, be it deliberately or not. You know? Um and I noticed that this this whole narrative of trying to save people is exactly what keeps them in limbo. It is exactly what keeps people in the fight, in the game, you know? But on the flip side, I noticed that there's something that a lot of us miss in quote-unquote helping others to wake up, deprogram, heal, change, grow, Whatever our prerogative is, and I think that that's privy to our personal circumstances, it's like we transfer our own traumas and our own shortcomings and we make our loved ones our personal science fair projects, right? But if we were to stop doing that for a second, I think that many of us would realize that not only in theory, but literally, we have everything that we need as individuals, meaning, think about it like this, and this is going to tread into the realm of psychology a bit. The subconscious mind works in patterns. It does not know the difference between real and imaginary. It is not linear. It is not logical. It is not, it's not anything that the conscious mind is. Let me just say it like that. Hence why it runs the show and the conscious mind uses a very small percentage of what's used to navigate life and things, right? And we don't want to believe this because our egos are so inflated. So we're like, whoa, I control my life. I chose my job, I chose my car color, I chose the country that I wanted to live in, I chose the house, I furnished it. We think we're in complete control of everything, right? But I've had a few moments where I discovered that something else was narrating my life. And it was me, right? It wasn't my conscious mind, but it was my subconscious. And there were patterns that I was able to become the observer and just recognize patterns, patterns, patterns. And anybody that serves to program or deprogram a people or whatever, right? The program, the nature of the program, right? It'll always be based off of patterns. All that a programmer or a psychologist or a spiritualist or a voodoo priestess or whomever is manipulating the subconscious of a person all they have to do is swapsies. And by swapsies, I mean, hey, look, the subconscious is the subconscious. You cannot change the subconscious. You can just change what the subconscious is working with and what it does with the stimuli that it has or what is offered to it. So, um, and this is where things like biochemical warfare come in projects, uh, healthcare, these are all experiments on the human mind, on the human psyche, uh, shit, on the mind-body-spirit connection of the human, etc., etc. And I just found it painfully interesting um, that my mind in particular operates very sharply, or not even operates very sharply, let me reword that, it's very keen to patterns, You know how malware can detect something that's off in a computer system? I'm talking about that kind of sharp. I'm not talking about, hmm, I read this in a book, and then I realized that I also 
usually over clean when I'm stressed out. So I've discovered something new about myself. But no, you recognized that that was a there was a pattern there, but you you don't know how to decode that. And I almost involuntarily decode things. And I thought that that was powerful because changing the world is not about changing the world or people or saving anything or anyone or even yourself, really. It's just about traveling all the way to the peak of existence. As far as you feel you are equipped to go, you go that extra mile. You, you take that extra step. This is not to say everybody has to, to go this extra mile and take this extra step. Some people are just drifters floating through this reality like, a, like dust in the wind, you know? And to feel nervous or intimidated by our own personal scripts or animations of consciousness does not mean hurt everybody that's willing to listen and drag them with you. That actually... It, it takes all the integrity out of, the, uh, out of living, if you were to ask me. And this life is just very, very, very magical. And I think that we undermine that. We undermine how spiritual life actually is because we're too distracted and we're too afraid. Not of the government or of danger or of dying. We're afraid of ourselves. And not only are we afraid of ourselves, we're afraid of our and by selves, I mean the death of the false self, meaning getting to know who you really are and how much your life is not built around that real authentic version of you. And I don't say be authentic so that you can tell people about themselves and just be this super keep it real, keep it a hundred kind of person. No, 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 no. When you're not authentic, life becomes sterile. It's no longer a dance. It's a robotic motion. And evolution and transcendence and alignment and what you guys call ascension, all the same goddamn thing, they can't happen that way. It can't happen that way. And this is where things like astrology and shifts and retrogrades and all this other hoobla that y'all talk about, this is where these constructs come in. This is happening inside of us. We just want to externalize everything because we think so lowly of ourselves, in my opinion, that we can't fathom that we are astrology and that astrology is modeled after us, not the contrary. Um, and so then these things happen to rattle our worlds up and things start shifting and catastrophes, random freak accidents, all these crazy things begin to happen and you, you, you have to step back and wonder, like, why is all this happening? The world must be ending. And it's like, honey, the world ends every day. You've just been distracted, <laughs> right? And all I think that I want to do is become a choreographer of life. You know, life is about dancing. Create your own dance. I have a dance, but your dance might be so something totally different. I might be breakdancing. Another person might be crumping and somebody else might be square dancing it's still a dance it's still fluid it's still movement you're still responding to shit what i would call biofeedback electricity that flows in you and influences you to think and feel and do certain things you respond to that regardless but how you respond to it 
I think, determines whether or not you're being a robot or actually dancing and feeling and evolving, changing, allowing yourself to change even. And I came to a really beautiful conclusion amongst many other more minute ones, but I came to a collective one. And I noticed that I've been at war with myself for a very long time. And that was the bulk of my problems. I thought that the government was my problem. I thought that agents were my problem. I thought that stupid people were my problem. I thought that money was my problem. I thought that disease was my problem. I thought that wrongness and evil was my problem. I thought that overly goodness and overly uh, judgmentalness was my problem. I thought that all, all these things were my problem. When it was really just that I was not in harmony with myself. And if I'm not in harmony with myself, I cannot be in harmony with the world around me. And I almost want to say that that's a universal blueprint in law that we're ignorant to because we're so dedicated to external stimuli. And that won't be for long, you know? Um, it won't be for long because if you don't shake your world up, something else will. And it's, it'll still be you. You just won't recognize it. You won't recognize the glitch in the matrix or the glitch in your day-to-day where the routine was broken, how you veered off of the, off of the day-to-day, eat, work, sleep, how that one moment where you would, you would have usually gone straight home, you went to the coffee shop and that changed everything inside of your body, how you were a vegan for 25 years and then you went and ate crab one time and it changed everything in your world, how you were in a relationship with somebody for over 30 years and never slept with anybody and decided to kiss another person, how it changed everything. And then you get mad and you're like, no, I shouldn't have done this. I'm so stupid. But no, you were alive. You were breathing. You were acting. You were feeling. That's not wrong. You know, it's not wrong. And a lot of the times the anxiety and the depression and the the suicidal thoughts and the darkness and the chaos that we feel It's because we reject ourselves, not because there's any real uh, fixed issue. And to be able to be on the outside of that, I mean, in and out, damn near, just so that I could get both ends of the of the story or the spectrum. To feel how it feels to be at war with myself and then to exit that and be able to observe it from a bird's eye view and say, hmm, patterns. There's a program here that is still running. And if you can manage to become the observer, which is not what I'm urging any of you guys to do, that has to be an organic, self-initiated thing that happens, right? In order for that to happen, you have to be able to surrender. You have to be able to accept the things that come with who you are. The fact that you're, you're living, you're not making mistakes, you're feeling things out, you're learning, you're processing stimuli and responding to it. How do you think they program robots? How do you think robots become so advanced? They study and they learn and they respond to things. And while the scientist goes in and moves a few things around, we do it organically. Up, oh, that didn't feel good, I'm never doing that again. And if I do, I'm gonna do it differently. Your body, your mind, your spirit, when those three things are in tandem, it is the most brilliant system out here. And because when patterns are replaced and people don't know what to do, 
it almost becomes faulty, but it always finds its way back. It's, it's brilliant like that, right? So I didn't intend on this being a very long episode, but I just wanted all those truth seekers and preachers and teachers and guides and coaches and all these people that feel like they have this great duty. The duty really does start with you. Your initiation causes, your self-induced initiation causes such a ripple in the collective, a larger ripple than you may be able to understand right now. Um, It doesn't require bullying or judgment or obsession or excess or, or impulse or fear. Now, if those things naturally flow into your reality, use them as tools Use them to learn. Use them as as dumbbells, not fucking weapons to self-sabotage your journey, to fuck up your dance. You're in the middle of a dance floor. You're the choreographer of your life and you're copying somebody else's choreography or trying to change everybody's unique choreography altogether, not realizing that that unique choreography is what keeps things in harmony with the collective. And while it might sound great but still feel bogus because you still have an urge to control other people's choreography or stop your own altogether. I think that a lot of things will be shifting very rapidly. And when they do, this will make a lot more sense. Not because I'm right and you're wrong or anything like that, but because time is going to stand still. If it's not standing still for you already, time is going to stand very still. And when it does, You'll see just how much everything is you. Right now, it might still seem very (laughs) elusive and uh, shit. There's a specific word I was looking for. Everything might just seem extremely real to you. But that's because time, this false construct is is still in play. But when it's no longer in play... This will all make sense. So, thank you for listening.